0: This is Hugh Douglas from 9290 Game. And you listen to MTMV Sports. Hey yo, what up? It's Tori Deshaun, aka Boopy, and you listening to MTMV Sports Scat. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big. I feel like pop. I shoot the shot. I'm coming in. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sinclair with MTNV Sports. I'm geeked to be joined today um, by Mr. Rell, Man, a, a phenomenal CHH rapper who did some stuff over the last few weeks that got the world talking a little bit. Um, <laughs> we're gonna uh, we're gonna ask him a little bit about that today, man. Hop into that, but most more importantly, I want you to get to know him as an artist and get to know his story. Um, bro, how you doing
1: today, man? I'm good, man. I'm glad you're, you're having me on. How you doing?
0: I'm doing well, bro. Like, I mean, it's not the first time we've interacted or engaged with one another, right? I know we right. we're part of a rap battle group, right? Yeah. (laughs) And people kind of go back and forth about their love for for battle rap. I don't know if it's like a hidden thing that Christian rappers also like, Christian battle rap as well. It might be i don't know you know what i mean but um but there look it's real i'm going to just say that right it's it's a real love and real passion for that man look you did something a little battle rappy too mm-hmm. yourself over the past um over the past week or so um you released a, a track and some people would call it a diss track i wouldn't quite say it's a diss track right uh, i would say more so it's a love track but in a yeah. different way <laughs> um you showed love to a lot of people <laughs> 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 to a lot of people um over the track re- recently you brought up chris noel chris noel is one of my favorites so people who know me they know i love chris noel um you brought up chris noel man you talked about the culture of villains you talk about um thomas thomas I, i'm gonna call him our our ti because I, I refuse to say his whole name uh, <laughs> 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 apparently i'm not the only one so uh <laughs> That's so he um he he actually uh oh, anyway, we'll get into all that. All right, um, bro, why did you feel it was necessary, not even necessary, why did you feel like it was a good idea to um just kind of show love in that way over a track? So
1: anyone who knows me knows I'm a big jokester, right? I like and the other thing people know about me is I'm I'm real big on competitiveness, but like friendly competition, especially within hip hop. Uh and I'm a huge Kendrick Lamar fan, he's my favorite rapper. So I should have thought about it longer because I remember when Kendrick (laughs) dropped that in 2012, it, it had positives and negatives. Like a lot of people liked it. It started a lot of sparring, but there was also a lot of interviews of people that were either left off or felt offended by some of the stuff he said, and it caused his controversy. But so what I did was I was like, let me do this, but make it kind of more fun and go at people I know personally, either I've met in person, talk on the phone with all the time, that type of thing. So it wasn't even like a, oh, this needs to happen. It was just kind of like, I thought about it, and I was like, this would be fun to do. And then I just started writing. It took 30 minutes on my phone, and I was like, I guess I'm doing this. <laughs> Yo, that whole thing took 30 minutes? <laughs> yeah, really. Like, it was really quick. It, like, it, just in my notes on my phone, it took 30 minutes.
0: So you have been thinking a while. Are you Black or Hispanic, Chris No Well,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yo! <laughs> Yo, I thought I thought it was dope, man. Like, okay, so you mentioned the the um, positives and the negative responses. Let's kind of go positive first. What type of positive
1: responses have you received from it? So uh the people I mentioned since like, I know them all, um, Chris, he actually did a response but didn't post it because of what was happening on the internet the day after. Um, but although I had friends that I didn't mention that responded and they were the ones that definitely took it the best. They were like, oh, this is fun. This is giving people an excuse to rap back. Or even if they're not really mad, but if they feel like, oh, I should have been uh, included, let me just rap something to let you know I'm around. Or like, it just kind of, people are bored because we're inside because of quarantine. So it just gave people a reason to kind of rap. So most of the positive things I got back was, oh, thank you, you're making it fun. Like, we don't always have to be serious. We can make fun of each other, but we're still brothers. Like, we can we don't always have to be super serious and like uptight and strict. That was most of the positive. <laughs> and that was funny, which was the point.
0: <laughs> All right. Now let's get to the other side of it, bro. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what, what are some of the negative responses you, you received from, um,
1: from releasing the track? So I'll start with the negatives that didn't hurt me or hurt my feelings or bother me. What didn't was people saying, Oh, like, this isn't a good track, this, the quality's bad, who mixed this? Like, Cause I was like, I wrote it in 30 minutes, recorded it in like 10, like one take, had a friend of mine mix it. I wasn't even gonna really mix it. Cause it's not, I'm not putting out any, this isn't an album or a single. Um, and I know I can rap well, like this wasn't to be lyrical or like, I literally just wrote some corny jokes. So none of that bothered me when people were like, people that didn't know me were like, oh, like this isn't good quality, but I was like, whatever. Then there came the negatives of people who also didn't know me saying like, oh, this is divisive. And he was just doing this for clout. He tagged a bunch of people he didn't know (laughs) just to say he's better. Uh, This is, yeah, this isn't what Christians do. And I'm like, I know all these people, like this is for fun. Nothing I said was mean or hurtful. Um, But to people that just saw it and didn't take the time to message or do research, they were, I don't even think some of the people listened to it. It was just like, oh, like the diss tracks. This is so corny. Christians shouldn't diss each other and he doesn't know these people. He's just trying to get his name out there. And yeah, that's bother. That's bothersome when I know all uh-huh. the people.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Look, um, I, I as soon as I heard it and I tweeted out and I, and I listened and I heard all the people you were mentioning, I'm like, yo, Mitch know all these dudes. Yeah. <laughs> like he's either done you've either and the cool part is you've either done songs with them right are you are you at least engaged with them publicly a lot you know right. what I mean like and I'm, I'm pretty sure the relationships go a lot deeper than that
1: right it's either there's I think it was three different categories it's people I've done songs with and when I talk to when I like do a song with somebody it's not like yo hop on this like I usually text them we talk for a little bit then there's people that I talk on the phone with a lot because I can't see them in person so like Cody Free he lives like 10 hours away but we'll FaceTime all the time And then the third is people that I literally see, like Chris and Monty. I've hung out with Next Mike. I've been to his house. I've been to Monty's crib. I've been to Chris's. We've hung out at my place. Like, these are people I know well, not just, like, people I've heard of. And, like, let me me try (laughs) to get their attention. Just at my house. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy, man. Um, Look, so...
0: Now, I know you know all those guys and I that's the thing. Um, you said there was some stuff that really got to you that really hurt you. Was it just the fact that people were saying, hey, look, he doesn't really know those people and he's doing this for clout? Was those, the,
1: were those the major comments that was like, you know, eating away at you? That was the main, I guess the main thing was that people weren't able to see the the fun in it. When I tried my best to make it known, like two days before I was like, oh, this is be fun to do. I might do this for fun. And then I started tagging some of the people. I was like, oh, I might be going at y'all. And then I literally wrote, make CHH fun again. And at the beginning was like, we're brothers at the end of the day. So it's like, despite my best efforts, and it clearly being, even if you listen to it, it's clearly like inside jokes. Like, if you didn't know me or the people in there, you might not even get some of the lines. You'd be like, "What is he talking about? Um, this wasn't like, I'm better than everybody. Um, so it was more people just randomly messaging me or tagging me and being like, you're a clown, this is corny, you're trash, um, this is for clout. It was like, I, it's fine if you wanna critique the verse or whatever, or if, you wanna, if you wanna rap back and say you're better or whatever, but like, you don't know me or my music, and then you didn't take the time to ask what this was about. Yeah. And then trying to say, you know what my intentions were, you knew, uh, you know like the type of guy I am, I'm not, this isn't Christ-like. That's what kind of gets to me when it's like, you can critique the music, but don't act like you know my character if you didn't even reach out. That's
0: real, man. Um, no, no, when I when I heard it, like uh, you know Jeremiah, you know Jeremiah, Jeremiah, mm-hmm. Chris, Chris from Track Stars, man, uh, DJ Jeremiah from Track Stars is a clown, and <laughs> he is he's a he's a straight. That's my brother, brother. Like he's a, he's a straight clown. Um, and and we and he loves like he loves the, the the mess, you know what I mean? He right, loves the right. Juice. So as soon as I'm pretty sure he heard it, as soon as he heard it, he tagged me and Sean and everybody else. And I was like, all right, bro. So um I, I I gave it a second. I'm like, hold on, let me I I listen to it a little bit later. I clicked on it, I listened to it. Cause I thought he tagged me because you 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 threw track stars in or something. You know oh, what I'm saying?
1: Got you. So I
0: was like, I was like, I said, nah, Mitch wouldn't do that. <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but then I was like, I said, I said, hold on, let me listen to it anyway. So I listened to it, man. I was like, I said, okay, Mitch knows Chris. He knows this guy, he knows that guy. I said, look, this is this is clean, fun, and, and, and good stuff, man. So I liked it. Right mm-hmm. and, and no, you shouldn't have to put the sauce on. Um, you know what I mean—the sauce and the mixing and all the stuff. Right, right, You know what I mean? We're supposed to do a marketing campaign. Exactly. Not, you know what I mean? No, man. Uh either way, bro. So let's let's talk a little bit more about those fellas, man. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like those guys still need more exposure right because some yeah. of the guys that you mentioned are phenomenal artists like you mentioned the culture of villains i love those dudes yep. and they go hard chris noel is another guy who goes hard right and yep. i feel like those guys still need that that platform you as well right like mm-hmm. uh, and you guys are starting to get it and we'll get into that in a second um but let's talk about your relationship with them who do you love to collab with the most out of all those guys
1: the the one that if people know me is the easy choice is chris because i was talking the other day and i was like they're not all released, but we have like five, six songs together, and we've only known each other. Yeah, we've only known each other like a year. So I'm like, dude, you know we got like five or six songs that we're either both on or like it's just me and you. And he was like, wow. dude, you're right, and we're working on more. So he's he's my favorite person uh, in the genre. Really, he's the most underrated. Which I tell him all the time. He's one of the best men that I know. Yeah, he's a hard worker. Um, so Chris for sure, Monty as well. Um, he, he's funny because he doesn't necessarily consider himself Christian hip-hop, um, but he kind of toes that line, so I say he is. Um, he's just a fun guy, too. He was someone I knew I could include and wouldn't get upset. Mm. Um, so those two are probably the top and the two I've worked with the most because I got two songs with Monty. Wow, man.
0: Yo, um, Chris, Chris is actually a really good dude, bro. Like, um, yeah. so <laughs> I ran a contest a little while ago and the first time, like the first time we talked before, but really the first time we had a real conversation is when Chris is calling me, challenging me on my professional living, bro. Like he, like, <laughs> he like he was like, he was like, he's like my man. Like, you know what I mean? I don't want to say this. I'm going to say this in, in peace, you know, like, do <laughs> what he can. <laughs> <laughs> The way he came at it was so cool. I was—he was like, um, he said, "You know, you say you released the, the you know, the remix of uh, spectacular because that's what we was doing. So you right. released uh, the remix, man, and you know, you just haven't done it yet." And I was like, "Um, I said, that's real, brother. Yeah. I, I, I accept that. I accept that. You know what I mean? And um, I'll do better with that in the future, bro. And I thought, I thought it was a really good and clean interaction, bro. And right. I was a fan of his before. I became a bigger fan after we really engaged, bro. So yeah. I see why he, he's a good candidate for you, yo. One of the things that I've loved about Um, while following you on Twitter so far is your videos that you release about like your journey, right? Your journey in music. And I think you're very transparent and open about that. And I love that. Um, You've talked about um, the, you know, when, when things happen for you, that's big right? Um, like the Rapzilla thing, right? And so yeah. you putting music up on Rapzilla, them showing you mad love. You then come back and, and talk to people about the times when you sent your music to Rapzilla and they rejected that, right? right? And they didn't show you any love back then. And so you, you talk about that journey from, you know, not being accepted to, you know, finally getting shown some love from, from a big right. site like Rapzilla. Talk to me about, for you, why do you feel it's important to
1: chronicle that journey? So I've learned as of recent, people who are just now starting, there's a lot of young artists in our space trying to get started. I have only been in the space maybe two years and people already will say things to me like, oh man, I'm trying to get like you or you you get all this love. And I'm like, I've barely been in the space. But like from the outside looking in, or if you're new, just getting posted on Rapzilla is like, oh man, like he's gotten posted without having to like pay, that's crazy. So I wanna show people that like, it's when you're starting out, you're not necessarily going to boom, first song, first project, send to rapzilla, you've made it. Um, that's what I thought whenever I first started. Cause when you start out, you might have yes men around you. I didn't necessarily have that, but I had people that were trying to build me up so much so that they weren't, they didn't critique me maybe as harshly as they should have. So in my mind, I was already great and ready to get everything posted on there. Mm. Um, so once I sent it in and got that reality check of all the qualities out there, I was like, Like I thought I had already reached, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like it's important to show that like you can improve from there. Cause since then I've, you know, gone back to the lab, worked harder, decided to study more artists in the space. And then once you improve and get your quality up, there's a, there's always like opportunity and like a chance to get to where you want to be, where you could send it in and they are like, okay, the quality's there. You've improved. Um, instead of like, oh, I need to quit because I haven't, you know, they rejected this first thing, Um, or oh, it's all politics, and they're not, like, sometimes you just need to work harder, get better, um, and then the quality's there, you know?
0: I love that, because a lot of people do kind of move into that, man, you know, Rapzilla ain't about nothing. right? You know know what I mean? Like, I don't really like their politics anyway. They be putting (laughs) up, you know, reach records all the time. They forget about the people who built them up in the first place,
1: you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so a lot of people take that route, but you didn't take that route. You took a more positive approach. And, and I really appreciated that. I, remember, I watched your video and I was mm-hmm. like, I say, I really appreciate the fact that he's taking the time to do this. I thought that was amazing. Um, talk to me because you have improved, right? Over mm-hmm. the time you have improved apparently because it goes from, you know, rejected to accepted, Right. And, you know, almost featured. Right. And yeah. so talk to me about um, your maturity as an artist. What had to mature about
1: you as an artist and any approach? So something that a lot of artists struggle with is, especially rappers, is, like, songwriting. So, like, I always felt like I was a decent rapper. I could rhyme words. But when I first started out, I was rhyming words but wasn't saying anything. And then I didn't, like, hooks were almost non Um, So, like, while I could be like, oh, I rap technically well, there's not really a message, I'm not saying anything, I'm just sort of rhyming words, and there's not, like, a... Like someone's not going to listen to this and learn something. So, and then the second thing is that I always, I was almost too competitive for my own good where like my only goal was to prove I could out-rap people. Um, So it's like, oh, I'm just going to rap really fast or really well or like just rhyme a bunch of words um, or like punchline even to death. But there's no substance. So having to study a lot of different artists and learn how you can showcase your talent, which I think mine is rapping and lyricism, but also add in, you know, like I sing a little bit more now. And I try to get like an actual point across and like song structure is way different than it used to be. Um, and then obviously there's mixing and mastering and stuff. Um, but definitely the maturity and learning, like I'm not making music to prove that I'm the best rapper who ever lived because some of the best rappers ever don't have the best careers because they can't song write, you know, they could, they're just rapping. Um, and then just yeah like i said song songwriting and being a little less competitive and kind of stepping back and asking like what is my what am i trying to do with my music
0: I love that man you're you're right a lot of people don't have that full um view so a lot of people never get a chance to fully say or actually get a a full great career out even though they're extremely talented because right. they don't spend a lot of time maturing as an artist right yeah. And one of the things, one of the lines that kind of stuck out for me was NF, right? Who says, um, you put a whole lot of money into it. You better be ready to give it your time. You know what I mean? And and when NF said, and I know some people, I don't know how people feel about NF, but I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like NF, but I really love the fact that, you know, he kind of put that into it, right? Mm-hmm. I know that was from far back, right? Um, but it's a line that stuck with me because it does take a lot of time to mature as an artist to figure out what's your flavor and what flavor sells and works. You know what I mean? Exactly. So um, I love the fact that you chronicle that journey and then you're, you're open about that. Now let's get into some saucy stuff. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yo, so I know, um, and we've talked before, are you a Panthers fan? I'm a huge Panther fan. (laughs) Great, great, great. Now, uh, you know what my allegiance is, lie. Um, I mean, with God first, but but secondly, (laughs) NFL-wise, it's with these New Orleans Saints, but still, man, I I do cheer and root for the Panthers because I've always been a great fan of Cam Newton, Mm -hmm. and this may be a sore spot, but let's talk about it, Um, and and then it may not be, I really want to know from you, how do you feel? Cam Newton is kind of moving on, right? Um, Yeah. And he's not taking it so well, but he, <laughs> if you follow him on IG, he is still upset, but he's very motivated, right? He's a very motivated guy right now. How do you feel as a Panthers fan losing, um, losing Cam Newton going it's, forward? It's bittersweet.
1: So I can't, I'm not going to say it's a sore spot anymore. I've kind of, it was kind of, I went from like seeing it coming to happening and then just like the grieving process is about over, but I'm always going to love Cam. I, I was just arguing today. You should be on a team right now. If I'm, like Leonard Fournette on the Jaguars was saying we should bring Cam in because obviously he's a better option than Minshew. Minshew. But um, I my problem is I don't like the way the Panthers have historically treated some of their best players. Um, Steve Smith still hasn't retired as a Panther. We want him to but he had such a bad relationship because he left we basically kicked him out and we're like Cam's the future. We can't have both y'all. Bye. D'Angelo Williams, one of our best running backs ever, didn't have connection with the team for the longest time because we just kind of said bye. Um So Cam, we should have – if we were going to get rid of him, we should have kind of let him know early and be like, we're going to try to get you to a different destination, somewhere you want to go, instead of waiting as long as we possibly could then just having to release him. And now every team has their quarterback. So now he's – and then, like, of course, he wants to be a starter. Andy Dalton was okay being a backup, but Cam should be a starter. So he's not going to take – 3 million, well, I think it was like 10 million um, to be the backup to Dak Prescott, you know? Um, so I'm not too frustrated. I like Teddy um, even before he was hurt, and even like watching him with the Saints, he's talented. I think he's a good passer, he's mobile. So, and shouts out to black quarterbacks. I would say mm-hmm. I root for all black. <laughs> so I'm frustrated. I wish the best for Cam. I, I feel like we should have treated him better. He's very underappreciated. Um, but I think eventually it'll work out for him, at least maybe even, even if he has to take a year off, you know, uh, maybe next year. Yo,
0: how did you feel about the the Panthers draft? So, you know, they're, they, they're kind of decided, and actually this is crazy. They saw last year that they had a big need on defense, right? Mm-hmm. They go out and they get every defensive player imaginable, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and th- because they feel, I guess, their offense is in good hands now. So defensively, they tried to, you know, change the the course of things. First round, they go out and and select defensive tackle Derrick Brown and then Yatir Gross Matos. I thought that was a good pick. Um, and then Jeremy Chin, right? Because a lot of people thought they should, um, you know, talk to I I try to select Isaiah Simmons. They go and get a guy who's similar to him later on. Troy Pride Jr., a lot of people have a lot of hope in him. Um, Kenny Robinson. Um, Roy, and then um, a cornerback in the seven. So, talk to me about um, that whole draft. Did, did did you see the draft for one? And when you saw it, did you get excited about the class?
1: I know. So at the very beginning, everyone thought we were getting Simmons. So when we didn't, I was like, "Are you kidding? Like it was just like, at the very beginning, it was like, "What are we doing? Like why?" Because obviously we lost Luke, and he was our defense, right? So by the end of it, though, I understood what we were doing because. I feel like, one, we're not the best offensive drafters unless it's an obvious guy like Christian McCaffrey or Cam. And receiving-wise, we're not the best. So I didn't want to waste it on a receiver and then it ended up being like a it it not working out, you know. Mm. So I'm fine with getting all defense and historically we haven't had the best DBs and then we don't like paying our good cornerbacks. We always let them go. So our I guess our plan is if we have a good D line that can rush, we can one stop the line with the D line. So less pressure on the linebackers and two, if they're passing pressure, the quarterback. So then the DBs won't get burnt. Um, so I'm not mad at it. Um, it's crazy that we were like the first team in however many years to draft all defensive players, like seven out of seven. Um, at the end of it, I think I'm excited because we need to help in all those positions. Um, Honestly, it's going to be one of those like wait and see
0: type things. <laughs> <So. laughs> Look, that happens whenever you get a defensive tackle, and even if we would have came all the way up and and got Derek Brown, I mm-hmm. would have still been like, mm, you know what I mean? Like, right. I know he, I know he's yeah. a, a highly rated player. At the same time, there were so many questions about him, and there's always questions about defensive tackles and will they translate? Right? And so if they don't, exactly. if they don't, then you know guy win trouble, right? And so you guys have mm-hmm. had, you know, great defensive tackles for a really long time, right? Um, but at the yeah. same time, this is, you know, we'll see. We'll see if he, he really pans out or, or doesn't pan out. Yeah. Let me ask this question about the future of this team because now you're in Teddy Bridgewater's hands. You're in Joe Brady's hands, right? right. Um, you're actually firmly in Christian McCaffrey's hands. If anything, yeah. you're really in his hands. Yeah. How do you feel the future can, can pan, pan out or play out? When do you feel like they'll be um, dif- like
1: looking for an NFC South title? It's tough because the old Teddy Bridgewater was excellent, right, before his, his injury. Um, so it's, it's almost like – and then him being in the backup role, it's like he got to show what he has, but I feel like it's a whole different mindset when it's like, you're, this is your team now. Um, so I feel like it's hard because Chris McCaffrey is, to me, he's the best running back in the league. I'm a little biased. But just the fact that he can do everything, he can be an offense – DJ Moore is severely underrated. We got a new receiver from the Jets, I think. I can't remember his name. Um, uh, Robbie Anderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I like him. Yeah. So, to me, it's it's going to be hard to tell until I see how Teddy plays. Because you can go one of two ways for me. It can be Teddy is old Teddy, and he, he's like, yo, we're going to win now. Or it's he's not ever going to get back to his old self, and we got to – look forward to who is our actual quarterback of the future going to be because right now the teddy thing might not be i don't know if necessarily we're sold on he's our guy like moving forward for the long term um if teddy's like old teddy i feel like this next year is going to be a little rough especially with this whole brady thing in the nfc south i don't know how that's gonna go um (laughs) but i might i'd say give it like two years and see if we can get everything figured out on defense um and we'll see.
0: <laughs> I love I love that. Yo, um, I want to ask this question. If if you had a chance, mm-hmm. if you had a chance, well, how would you feel if you had a chance to perform, right, at a Panthers <laughs> halftime show?
1: Oh man, that'd be crazy because that's that's home seven oh four. I grew up in Charlotte, born and raised, so that would be that would be nuts. <laughs>
0: Which song, if you had to pick a song out of your catalog, and that, look, this is the crazy part, right? Because I always uh-huh. think about, um, you know, songs that, that artists have, and then you have to make a selection, right? And actually, yeah. here's the thing. You have, what, five minutes because, you know, it, it's an opportunity. So yeah. you got five minutes, right? Um, you got to pick one song from your catalog, or you can do a small medley. Right, so if you could do a little medley, are you doing the medley? Are you picking one song? If you are doing a medley, which songs are included? If you're only that's doing not. one song, which song is the song?
1: Give me like a second to think.
0: Cause no problem, bro.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> it it sucks because a song I might do is unreleased. I have a bunch of songs uh-huh. on my album. Uh, hmm. Can and I look, am I allowed to bring another artist? Because that's the yeah, thing yeah, I don't yeah. Yep. So much. Yep, you can bring another I might artist. Do, I would probably do a medley and bring Chris with me Bet, and we do probably our verses off chop it up. Our same energy track. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. And then maybe, I don't know if we could do staying inside. Um, Cause we'll be outside at that point, yeah. <laughs> but probably, probably those two songs and then another, maybe the unreleased song I have with Chris. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. But
0: so you're not telling us the name of that unreleased song? Uh,
1: the song I have with Chris is called big brother. Oh, that's dope. on my album that okay
0: okay okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. yeah man I'm, I'm excited okay cool that's that's a dope uh, so you would do a medley and yeah. it would be it would be three so look honestly i'm glad you were you're you're a beast because i wouldn't it be did. able to come up with that in a few minutes it'd <laughs> actually take two weeks in a press se- session you know meeting with my family and my closest advisors <laughs> right <laughs> if i ever had an opportunity like that i'd be crazy Absolutely. Bro, talk to me about um what's next for you. What are you what are you releasing next? What's coming and what should people be looking out for?
1: So I have I just released my EP Self-Reflection in March, but at the same time I was working on my album, um, which will be the follow-up to Dreadhead Lando. So it's funny, I called that my my debut, even though it was like my third project. I had two little startup projects that I called albums, but I was like really young and just kind of starting out. So they're just kind of tapes. And then so Dreadhead Lando was my first, but it was so thematic and like Star Wars based that I almost wish I hadn't made it my debut because you don't learn a lot about me. I kind of do a lot of like metaphors between Star Wars and like blackness and stuff. But Mm. this project really feels like a debut. It's called Durell. Half of the project is kind of just teaching people how to say it. So it was funny that you asked (laughs) earlier how to pronounce it because so many people mispronounce it. But it's definitely going to feel more like a debut. It's got a lot of different sounds. Uh, There's some really introspective stuff, some fun stuff, some sad stuff. There's a lot of sad stuff. (laughs) Um, But I feel like it'll be much more of like a debut. Like, if you don't know Mitch, this is what he can do. Um, It's 14 songs. Mm. Uh, I'm really trying to think of what percentage are sad songs. Because there's actually a lot of sad songs on there. Um, But yeah, that's coming out in the summer. I don't exactly know when because of the... The COVID thing I want to do some some videos and stuff um oh wow yeah yeah but this I think this will be a good showcase of like how I've grown like this is better than anything I've released before like by far um not to name drop but I sent part of it to Dre Dre Murray to listen to um he's my guy (laughs) (laughs) but I'm, I'm about to get feedback from him on it um but I I know he'll think it's better. He listened to my EP too, and he loved that. So, I'm like, if you love that, you're gonna love this even more.
0: Dope, man. Yo, um, how many other how many features do you have on this one? Who's who's feature that people should be looking out for? I can actually let
1: me pull that up real quick. I I I tried. I had to cut some features because I'm really big on collaborating, and it's funny. The video series I've been doing, I'm doing one tonight, and it's gonna be on collaborating. Mm. Um, I can't really get enough of it because there's nothing better than like working with someone that has a similar message to you and like is like a peer of yours um, it's just fun to to work with others let's see I have so Thomas Iannucci which I just learned how to say uh, <laughs> and, yeah. wait 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 did you yeah, learn actually, because of his um, song
0: did you learn because of what he talked about
1: Yep. Yeah, because um, he was mad. I said it, Ianucci, because I thought that's what it was. And then his whole song was correcting me. And I was like, I had no idea. I was like, honestly, I was like, thank you. Because I did not, I would have been saying it wrong this whole time. (laughs) So, Thomas, he has a sister named Dondi, who's a singer. One song has uh, three of them on there, though. It's like a cipher. Wow, okay. Yeah.
0: Wow, wow, wow. Dope man, yo. So thank you so much for joining us, bro. I really, really appreciate it. Um, I, I know I know there'll be a little bit of buzz and you're gonna get some more interviews.
1: Yeah,
0: I already got one this week. <laughs> Another one. That's a good look, bro. Um, <laughs> hey man, look, sometimes you know, sometimes you do stuff that you know people give you whatever for, but sometimes they just open up doors, you know. What I mean, not that this Ooh. is like a huge door, but right. um <laughs> but it did give me a reason man to kind of bring you on. I know we've been kind of chatting it up already and I'm blessed to have you on the show, bro. So um, tell people how they can find you on Twitter and Instagram and wherever they can find you at and then how they can get a hold to your music.
1: Gotcha. So I am Mitch Darrell on everything. So uh, Mitch, M-I-T-C-H, Durell, D-A-R-R-E-L-L. I think it's Mr. L underscore on Twitter, Mr. L on, on Instagram, Mr. Rell on YouTube. And then uh, I'm on Spotify, and Apple and everything (laughs) just under Mitch DeRoz
0: awesome man thank you so much for joining us god bless you look for everybody who's listening to this podcast go ahead and find him right now go ahead and follow him right now right and go listen to his music reach out he's a very interactive and engaging dude on Twitter yeah. so if you feel we feel like you want to reach out reach out say what's up say I heard you know I heard the interview and I definitely want to um, say what's up man go ahead and follow him and support him great artist great guy moving forward um, and then being very transparent about his journey so you're going to enjoy the follow all right y'all God bless. We out. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'm going to make a toast because we still alive. No big. I feel like pop. I shoot the shot. I'm coming in.